This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Zimbabwe. The broken Bunsen burner burns so bright. South. Jamie. Southeast Asian Peninsula. Hey, hey, Jamie. Yes. I think the only line we need from you today is drivers who switch to progressive could say big. Cool. I just got to finish my warm-ups. <clears throat> foul, foul, throw in the towel. History, history. Switch history, to progressive history. today. Santa ski slalom in a salmon skin suit. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090. Mariska's in Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com and seatgiant.com. Use promo code MADHOUSE at checkout to save. Let's drop the puck. Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show with 670 The Scores' Jay Zawoski and NBC Chicago's James Navo. Welcome into the postgame edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is Jay Zawoski with you tonight solo. James is working covering the Olympic Games like a champion over at NBC. Uh, Hawks lose 4-2 at home to the Dallas Stars. We'll get into it, but a little bit of paperwork, I guess you'd call it, before that. Uh, apologies for not being around over the last half week or so. I've been under the weather. James has been working like crazy, so we haven't been able to get any podcasts done. I wanted to do one after the Calgary game the other night, but my voice would just not allow it. So I figured just take the night off, not make myself sicker or lose my voice more, and just hold off until tonight. So here I am, almost 100%. Still coughing a little bit, but man, this crap is going around, uh, and uh, knock on wood, we've been able to avoid the flu so far. Just some really, really, really bad colds, but I'll take bad colds over the flu any day. All right, so thank you for your patience. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we'll be back with a full podcast very, very soon, and uh, the, the post-game shows will continue as scheduled. But Hawks lose at home again to the Dallas Stars. Uh, Dallas Stars sweeping the series this year. Um, just... You know, what can you say? It's almost becoming the same post-game show every night. I can almost just copy and paste what I say, and James can probably do the same and just change the score, change the opponent every night. Was tonight a bad performance? No, not really. The Hawks played well enough to win. They uh, really dominated in the uh, possession game. You know, it was just <laughs> another night where... Things didn't go their way. You know, the kid had a couple posts. The Stars blocked a million shots. But look, when every point is precious, and we've been saying this now for a month, and nothing has changed, you want to see a little more. And Jonathan Taves mentioned it in the first period intermission interview. He said, we're not seeing the intensity. We're not seeing the fire. We're not seeing uh, the urgency from 
this team. And it's true. And it's almost like, look, they know, <laughs> you know, this team has been around for a long time. They know what a good hockey team looks like. And the guys that have been here for a long time, like Kane, like Taves, like Sharp, like Saad, like Keith and Seabrook, they know this team's not very good. And it sucks to think, and I, I don't know if I'm necessarily saying this just yet, that those guys have mailed in the season or have just sort of resigned themselves to the fact that it's not going to be a playoff team. I'm not saying that's happened yet, but there's not a lot of evidence to the contrary. Yeah, I think guys are playing reasonably hard. You know, they're they're going out there and giving a solid effort. But look, when you need every point, literally every point that's available to you, don't you want to see a little more? Shouldn't the Hawks be going out and playing these games like they're playoff games? I mean, I said, tonight's game was not bad, right? They played fine. They easily could have won the game if a couple of pucks bounced the other way. If Anton Forsberg can save one of those two soft goals he let in. You could make the argument the Hawks should have won this game. But that said, who are the Blackhawks players that stood out tonight? Right? Who are the guys you said, man, they really wanted it. They were really in the game. They really wanted to get these two points tonight. Tommy Wingles? Okay. (laughs) He's a guy that's been in and out of the lineup lately and wants to stay in. So he knows that if he hits a couple guys, maybe he'll get a chance to stay in next game. Artem Anisimov? Shaking off the rust, gets a power play goal by parking his ass in front of the net and burying a rebound. Jonathan Taves scores for the first time in what was it, 11 games? And uh, had a, man, a wide open net. I don't know what happened on that uh, pass from Debrinket that just, ugh, I don't know how Taves missed that, but easily could add two goals tonight, maybe more. But there was no one out there that's just, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm expecting too much. Maybe I'm looking for things that aren't that aren't realistic. But I see teams fighting for their playoff lives in other games, or I see, you know, a, a game between two contenders on NBC or NBC Sportsnet, and I see guys skating fast, hitting hard, uh, you know, relentlessly forechecking, working their asses off to make things happen, fighting for every inch. The stuff we saw this Blackhawks team do when they were winning Stanley Cups, remember the we would always say, this team's never out of it, right? No matter the situation, it always felt like the Hawks were going to find a way to just will themselves back in the game. And we always discussed how Jonathan Tay's leadership just kind of wills guys to do it. Brent Seabrook was the same way. He's the vocal leader of the team. There's just something missing. And maybe it's just, maybe they're just realistic because they're not going to make the playoffs. Every night is two points slip away. It becomes less and less likely. But look, short of a miracle happening, this team is not a playoff team. There's no way in hell. And unless they're going to pull a Cleveland Cavaliers and completely flip their roster at the trade deadline, which you really can't do in hockey, by the way, what are they going to do to get themselves in the playoffs? If anything, they're going to do what the New York Rangers are planning to do. Did you guys see this? The New York Rangers emailed their fans and said, look, we've had a lot of success over the last you know 10 years or so, but this year has been tough, and there's going to be some changes. They warned their fans that at the trade deadline they're going to be active, and there's going to be some beloved names let go. 
I think Rick Nash is gone for sure. I would even bet that Henrik Lundqvist could be gone. I wonder if the Hawks are in the same mindset. Because I wasn't sure really what to think of Stan Bowman and his nerve until after last season. And he went off. Now, a lot of the moves he's made haven't worked. And I'm gonna be, I guess I'm going to die on the Brandon Sodhill. I know he's been terrible this year, but I still like the tra- I, I like the reasoning behind that trade. It hasn't worked out, but I like the reasoning behind it. And just because I don't know, I I just Sod is another one. It's just he's on the fourth line right now. He's not producing a damn thing. I'm just sort of running out of things to say and questions to ask, because maybe the problem is not as subtle as we think. Maybe. They just know they're not that good and are just sort of coasting through this year. And that's something I never thought I would say about this era of Blackhawks teams. I always thought that they would have the pride to maintain their competitiveness and at least give their all through 82 games. Now, of course, there's going to be nights where, you know, they're not going to have it. There's going to be down games where they're tired or they can't get their legs, or they just generally play like crap. Those happen to every team throughout the course of every season. But it feels like after every game, I've just got the same feeling. Like, all right, that was fine. Where is the intensity? And I'm not saying drop the gloves. I'm not saying fight. But when I say finish a check, it doesn't mean put a guy through the glass. But when you've got the opportunity to check somebody, check somebody. Those hits wear on players. You hit a guy hard in the corner once, maybe he's not going to go in there again. And maybe next time you win the puck. Those things add up, and they do matter. And I know when they had the overwhelming talent, they didn't necessarily have to play that way because they had the ability to skate through and past everybody that they were up against. But it's just... I don't know. I To me, that, that seems to be the issue. Of course, they've got some bad luck, too. I've seen the Hawks have some horrible luck this season with um, bad calls. I think the Ryan Hartman goal uh, that was waved off the other night against Calgary should have been a goal. Um, I think the Gaudreau one was a high stick upon further review. There's a lot of things that have gone against them this year. But, again, that happens to every team. You want to blame bad puck luck? Okay, maybe. But does that happen? You know, is that an all-year thing? I don't know. I, I, I'm just sort of running out of excuses, running out of ideas on how to fix this team and can they be fixed. And now with the trade deadline approaching, what's the plan? I'm really curious. And I don't know if you noticed, today Marcus Kruger got waived by the Carolina Hurricanes. I wonder if Stan Bowman takes a flyer on him. I mean, he doesn't put the puck in the net, and that's kind of their biggest problem right now, right? But he's a guy that's a great penalty killer, good fourth line checking center. (laughs) To me, if he goes after Kruger, that's an indication of how Bowman's looking at the season because that would tell me that there's still some hope that something good can come out of this year. But look, anyone with a functioning realistic hockey mind that's not thinking with their heart that's not thinking with the rooting interest knows that this team just isn't that good 
are they better than they're playing? Probably. They're probably a better team than than they're showing. But even at their best, I think they're a fringe playoff team at best. You know, Dallas is not a team that should just come in and dominate the season series. Right? It's not a team that should kind of run roughshod on you all season. And that's how it's been. And last year, Pat fully mentioned it at the end of the game, the Hawks swept the Stars last year. That's a huge difference in the standings, right? From going to what the Stars have done to the Hawks this year to what the Hawks did to them last year, that could be the difference between playoffs or not. These games against division rivals are a problem. The games at home are a problem. They're not winning games at home. That's something that with a team with this much talent, there should not be a long home losing streak ever with a team like this. With two players making ten and a half million and three players making over six million. And one of the top rookies in the game. And one of the better second year playmakers in the league. Right? This team has too much talent to be playing as poorly as they are. I just I'm I'm just sort of at a loss. And I don't know if it's the frustration of this game tonight, this four two loss to the Dallas Stars that has me feeling as down as I'm feeling about this team. But I've said it on the podcast before. What should give me hope? What have I seen from the Blackhawks that should make me feel like they're going to turn it around? And I, I haven't seen it yet. So, again, the Hawks dropped this one 4-2 to two to the Dallas Stars. Thanks for listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. James and I will be back with a full-length podcast this weekend at some point. And we'll also do a postgame show this weekend as well stay safe if you don't have to drive in the snow don't go out i'm sort of contemplating whether or not to go to work tomorrow i'm probably going to go because i'm catholic and i feel guilt and i need to be there especially after missing a day this week but we're back at it we're back at it this weekend appreciate you guys always being there for us we'll always be there for you as long as we're physically able to do it Uh, so again thank you for listening the madhouse chicago hockey podcast postgame show has been brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Mariska's, Chuck Southern Covers Cafe, and SeatGiant.com. Use promo code MADHOUSE to check out to save. Hawks lose 4-2 to the Dallas Stars at home. We'll talk to you next time on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. The great outdoors are calling your name. Whether you're hitting the slopes or hiking the trails, Backcountry.com has you covered with a premium selection of outdoor gear and apparel designed to have you ready for any adventure. And the gearheads, Backcountry's team of former pro athletes and Olympians, are available 24-7 to give you personalized gear advice. Talk about an expert opinion. Visit Backcountry.com now and get 15% off your first full-price purchase. Some exclusions apply. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. Ba-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's.